Welcome to Diamond Niners Weekly for week four of the 2020 season. As always, this is Nick, joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Coach Woody. Hey, everybody. Producer Brad. Hey, hey. All right, we've got a huge week of Niner baseball to discuss, so we're going to jump right in. We are coming to you live on Facebook tonight, so if you're out there on social media listening in, uh, jump in, make a comment, we'll give you a shout-out, let us know that you're out there. and we'll The family's ha- already in in force. The family's already in? Kurt McIntyre. Oh, there's, there's, there's my brother. All right, my brother's already in. All right, so let's start off with the weekend review, Coach. Um, started yep. off with uh, with a big weekend sweep over a tough St. John's team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a like we talked about last week. I mean, that's a program that's they, they've been to numerous regionals and even super regionals, and just a you know Mike Hampton, their head coach, has been there for twenty years as an associate head coach behind a legendary coach in Ed Blinkmeyer, who just recently um, retired to go into the New York Mets organization. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just – it's a really good team. Um, I thought our guys from pitch one to the last pitch of the series just really brought it. And um, everything from focus to energy to toughness, resiliency, um, competitive competitive spirit. I thought I thought that our, our players, you know, every single one of them, just brought it and it was it was a fun dugout to be in um as you can imagine so you know we want to try to carry that with us that experience with us you know into this weekend and beyond and it started out on friday um we took control of the series pretty early uh jumped on them i think three three in the early innings and bryce mcgowan was was uh was very good on friday night i think he went six six strong for the win and uh um Got some good run support, and Colby Bruce came in for, uh, I think, a three-inning save again um, on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, both those guys work extremely hard between outings to prepare. So we've uh, we've kind of got a game plan now for Bryce. I think we talk, we um, just in terms of how we really like to attack hitters with his stuff. I mean, we, I mean, obviously scouting and and knowing our opponent and that sort of thing is important, and and we'll we attack hitters accordingly with that, but. Um, we've really tried to prior, kind of simplify with Bryce and really just try to prioritize, you know, certain ways to attack hitters with the fastball and the slider, the change, um, you know, in various ways to lefties and righties and depending on the counts. So, again, not not falling really into any kind of patterns, but just really trying to attack with his strengths. And he's done a fantastic job of, of executing um, anything that, that's called. He's really growing into his role. Yeah, he's owned it. I mean, that's that's he's taken the bull by the horns. Um, he's really embraced it, and um, through three weeks, you know, it's been uh, it's been fun to watch. I mean, obviously, you know, the VCU series, but I mean, that's that's week one. I mean, mm-hmm. big leaguers they get spring training for over a month. You know, our spring training is uh, in season, okay. so uh, you know, you just you learn week to week, and Bryce has done that. So. Um, you know, at really all of our pitchers and our entire team, that's that's something we preach. So, um, yeah, just like I said, him, Colby Bruce, all those guys, they work extremely hard between outings. So it's always nice when you can see those guys get paid off with positive results. Then we roll it over to Saturday, and um, you get another great start out of Ryan Chanskowski. Um He goes seven strong innings as a starter for you. Um, and it, it's really cool to see uh, see – any of our guys, but a senior in his position who is has um, been a part of the program, and he's really making the most of his senior season. Yeah, Chance is a warrior. I think I think the the fan base is getting to see that each and every week he goes out there. He's going to lay it on the line every single pitch, and 
he will he will pitch until the coaching staff comes to get him. You know, he he's he he really wants And maybe the ball. even after that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, it, that's what you want. I mean, you want you want guys when it's their day to go, you want them to go and and chance he really, I mean, again, he's not the only one, but he kind of, he kind of, so far, he's been the guy that's kind of, you know, pushed the envelope in terms of getting into the seventh and the eighth and make, trying to make a run at the ninth inning. Uh, he's kind of been of of all the guys. He's kind of gotten us deeper into the game. Um, again, necessarily, he and he's more of our more efficient pitchers. So, I mean, that's been fun to watch. I, I mean, he gave up two earned runs, but that one's on me. I'll just say it. I, I we we. We called an elevated fastball up and in, and it was pretty much a fly ball that dropped over the wall. The wind then helped with, but you know that was definite that, wall scraper. That was the that was we shouldn't have thrown that pitch, and that one, that one was on me. He executed. He went up there, got it up and in. The guy put a good swing on it, but you know we should have we should have thrown something else there. And so you know if I don't call that pitch, then he probably throws he probably throws eight innings of no run baseball. So that one, that pitch was on me. It <clears throat> seems like he's been around 100 pitches past two starts, extending him a little bit um, <clears throat> going into the fourth week. Um, so he gave us seven strong, about 100 pitches, and then uh, went to the bullpen with Shapensky, Turnbull, and Boss. Uh, things got a little a little hairy <laughs> with uh, with the uh, with the lead in the eighth and ninth, but yeah. um, uh, that wasn't due to all of <laughs> wasn't all our doing. Yeah, there was some there was some activity that went on there. Again, but, we would be politically correct here, but there was some 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 activity. Uh, but we overcame it because in the end, we get the six five win with a walk off from Josh Haney. Yeah, I mean, we know we know um, every game we play, there's going to be elements that we can't control, and um, we talk about that as a coach and staff with our players all the time. And there's going to be whether it's things we can control or can't. You know, our, our team, we want to be a team that responds. Uh, quickly and we want to be a team that plays with poise um, and so that's I was really proud of our guys I thought that there was a moment there was moments there where they could have let the wheels fall off mm -hmm. and golly if Jackson Boss doesn't come in and make five of the biggest pitches of the game I think that's all he threw was five pitches and to strand those runners there in that situation uh, was huge and and gave us a chance to come in and like you said for have a Josh Haney um, walk off to win the game was fun. Throws five pitches and gets a W. Yep. Yeah, we call it, we call it snake and a win. That's right. That's right. Snake to I think his second win. So pretty neat. You know there and I I don't remember which game it was. You might recall this, but it, it wasn't our pitcher. It was a St. John's pitcher. But you know baseball just has some quirky things sometimes that situations happen and and the stats don't quite reflect it. Like um, one of their pitchers um, got an uh, an unearned run. Which was a guy that that he allowed, allowed on with a two base error, and then threw a wild pitch, which got him to third, mm -hmm. and then that guy scored, and he's unearned. Yep. Well, if if the pitcher didn't earn him, who did? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's that's a great debate. And it's a great question. You know, it's just your uh, error, your wild pitch, and then he scores. Oh, he's unearned. I've kind of gotten to a place. I think we're over the course of nine, ten years of coaching college baseball and seven or eight of those being a pitching coach to me i've gotten to a place where runs are runs earned unearned 
I don't it care goes on the scoreboard the same way. If it's one nothing or if it's ten to nine, a win's a win, a loss is a loss. Um, you know that, that's just. So I, I've when I was a younger pitching coach, I think I was more you know hungry for the unearned run and defend the pitcher and that kind of thing. You know, as I've gotten older, it's just like hey, like runs are runs. So yeah, but but no, I mean you bring up a great point. Just from the intricacy of baseball, it's it's pretty interesting. Sometimes some quirky things happen. That's right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, let's let's move on here and look at that uh, look at that Sunday game, which mm-hmm. was another grinded out game. Yep. Um, Niners jump Niners jump on um, on and, and establish themselves. I think was the league get to ten to ten two, I think, and we mm-hmm. end up taking that game ten eight. So another situation like you mentioned with the game where the guys could have gotten complacent and could have um, could have maybe given in a little bit, but they ground out in the win. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody just saw. I mean, that how good of a St. John's team that is. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what, you know, we get up 10 to two on a really good team. They're, they're not going to lay down. They're not going to stop fighting. They're not going to stop playing. We've got to continue to, we can't, you know, I, I think in other sports, I guess the analogy would be is that you kind of, you, you get a big lead in football, playing aggressively and running the passing game and mixing the offense. Then all of a sudden you get a big lead and you just start running the ball up the middle and punting. And next thing you know, the team's coming back in the game. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, you know, I don't think we did that um, to a credit to our guys. I think we kept playing again because we knew, we knew that St. John's was capable of that kind of a run. So when we got to five to two or six to two or seven to two, there was no let up. There was no change of approach. There was no change of game plan from the coaching staff or our players. And, you know, thankfully, because that that gave us enough of a spread to where when St. John's, who's a really good team, did make that run, we were capable uh, of holding them off there at the end, and, and you know for the sweep. So I was really proud of our guys on that. Felt like a really, it felt like a all weekend really, um, but some of the, the Saturday and Sunday, it felt like a, a conference. It felt like a conference weekend. Yeah, it really did. I mean, because again, just the the quality of the opponent and. I mean, we came in, or they came in three and three, and you know, I, I think we were right around the same, right? We were what four and I think coming in, coming into that game, I think we were right around the same. We were four yeah. and three or so, yeah. and or you know, and so to come out five and three, and mm-hmm. so to come out with three yeah, wins there, three, it, it was kind of a now. moving yeah. weekend, right? Like it was kind of if you if you sweep all three, then you separate yourself from a overall win loss. You know, if you lose all three, then it puts you in a little bit of a hole mm-hmm. after three weeks in the season. So somebody me, was going to get some momentum. Yeah. If, that's it what was it, us. That's what it felt like. And that, I, I think both teams approached it that way. And, you know, we were just fortunate that, you know, I, I think we, we played a tick better, you know, each day to, to come out on top. So, um, you know, if you go back and you look at the stats from the, from the weekend, it, there really wasn't, that much difference. I mean, both teams opponent like batting averages were the same. Um, you, you know, the scores were pretty close. Were close, so the runs were about the same. It really it came down to free bases. It came down to, mm-hmm. I think our pitching staff walked ten, and I think theirs walked twenty seven. So like on our on base percentage was much much higher. Even though I think like the hit totals were the same, the runs were the same, uh, or close to the same. And just um, but it came down to you know we kind of beat ourselves less. I guess right. is a way to describe it. Yeah, I think they outhit us one game. Uh, the I think it was a Sunday game. The no, the, the, yeah, the ten eight game. I think they outhit us and eleven six. Yeah, we we took took advantage of like you said, took advantage of their mistakes, and you could f- kind of see the team. They feel the confidence, and I, I never I never thought that I never doubted that we would 
um, finish off those games. You had you could feel the confidence in the team um, as the weekend progressed. Yeah. You know, I, th- there there are some things like what, what you're mentioning, Kevin. Is is one that the confidence that that the 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 calmness that the team seems to have, but it's also a pretty cool feeling right now. When uh, and I feel like we have it across the, across the board Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and it started with with Chance uh, when you left him out there weeks ago when he was having some trouble, and you said, "Ah, he's going to get out of it. It's no <laughs> big deal." But I feel like that's going kind of across the board right now because you know when when you see Roach, Roach has faced some situations where he's had a little bit of he he's faced some adversity, and but uh, I think there was a point in that game on Sunday maybe he had a he had a runner on third with maybe one out or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know if that right. And and I was sitting there, I was like, "Ah, oh, I think he's going to get this," and he did. He got he got you know he made it work. Yeah, no, I mean those all three of our starting pitchers. I mean, geez, they they've been digging deep, um, making big pitches th- in traffic situations when they needed to. They've been, um, you know, responding. They might have a they'll have a traffic high traffic inning, and then they'll come right back the next inning and have a five or six pitch inning. So, kind of resends the message to our team that hey, you know, I'm good. I got this. After the previous inning might have had some traffic. You know the the team feels that energy, and those starting pitchers have really done that for us. And also, you know, it sends a message to the other dugout too when they think they're getting, they thought they were getting to Roach, and he works out of a jam, and then he comes out the next half and only has like a you know a seven or an eight pitch inning. The other team kind of says, "Oh shoot, you know, we let him off the hook, or he's got the momentum back, he's got his feel back, whatever it may be." So, um, I mean, it's a it's that's one of the great things about baseball is you know you can really um, you can really see kind of the back and forth of the momentum and but you know it's it really starts with the starting pitcher each and every game yeah well before we move on and so the two two weekend sweeps in a row which is which is good that's that's an awesome start um we we want to give a quick shout out social media's producer brad's keeping us updated here want to say hello to rebecca who is a part of bryce's family uh, so see the, the McGowan family yep. and, and the, the the McGowan family at large is listening in. Um, so shout out to Rebecca who's saying hello to us on Facebook. Awesome. Uh, so after that, um, we talk about uh, after after the, the the confidence building weekend, you guys get on a bus <laughs> and head to Conway, South Carolina on yep. Tuesday. So you want to you know, talk a little bit about about that whole day and how that how yeah, that played I mean, out? Yeah, I mean when you. Uh, I think when you have opportunities to to kind of over the course of the weekend, when we had to go keep, go deeper and and use our bullpen more and more, you know the the that ripple effect hits you in the midweek a little bit. And so you know, just I mean, so Nick you know Nick Turnbull started for us, and that was his I believe first career start. And um, you know, to, to Coastal's credit, I mean, they did a great job of laying off some really good sliders that he threw. Um, a lot of teams would swing at some of the sliders that he was throwing, but they laid off him and they got into some good counts and put pressure on him. You know, I mean, Nick's going to be fine. I mean, Nick was 92 to 94 and he's got a really good slider and, um, you know, uh, and even a cutter and a change that, that are in the mix as well. So, um, you know, Nick's going to bounce back from that. There's no doubt in my mind. We actually kind of got him out of there with the mindset that we know we're going to need him this weekend. So there was no reason really to leave him in there for much, much longer in terms of the pitch count. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, we're, we're kind of working on, on Trey Starnes' delivery just a little bit and kind of tweaking his arm slot. So that was just kind of a trial trial, you know, thing for him. And the more he's out there with pitching from the first base side of the rubber, he was on the third base. We've moved him over to the first base to try to create a little bit more deception, a little bit more angle, 
Um, you know, so obviously that's still kind of a work in progress, but he's working his tail off and, and he's going to be back out there for us. And, you know, same thing with, with Will Palinkas. I mean, his stuff is so good and, um, he can create such an uncomfortable at bat for, um, against the hitters. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's 92 to 93, touching 94, maybe if, maybe if touched a 95, but I, I know I've seen a lot of threes and fours on the board and that slider's a real weapon. So, you know, again, it, it, Tuesday wasn't his day, but just the experience of getting out there and, you know, being at that speed, it's only going to help him when we put him in the game this weekend because, you know, all these guys are going to help us. And then again, you know, Jackson Boss comes in there and does his thing for one and some change, um, you know, just just really competing and probably leading the nation and, you know, the NCAA in appearances. If, yeah. I, if I had to, I haven't even looked it up, but he's, you know, he's pitched in nine of our, um, yeah. Nine of our thirteen games, so I can't imagine there's too many guys. In the we country. joked earlier in this week he was going to make like forty five appearances. He's on track for about that. Um, <laughs> we, we, we've had some conversations about, you know, I mean, obviously his health's got to come first and that sort of thing. But he works so hard and he takes a good, such good care of himself that, um, and again, one of his appearances this weekend was a five pitch appearance. So, um, you know, we'll be we're going to be smart with him, uh, be just be, in terms of you know making sure he's getting his rest and plenty of time to warm up before he goes into the game and those ty- those, those types of things and good communication about when he really needs days. But yeah, I mean he's he's been a warrior for us um, and he really I mean he gave us a shot at one point that game we got back in at eight to five and he was a big part of that and then um, you know Ethan Earhart comes in and I mean again another one who just the more he's out there the more comfortable he's going to be. I mean his I mean his stuff is up there eighty nine ninety with a good breaker and a good change and just again those hitters. Those coastal hitters are good hitters, and they laid off of some off-speed pitches that were outside of the zone. That again, some other teams they're going to swing at, but again, again, they did a great job of taking those pitches and um, getting into some good counts and and that sort of thing. So again, the more Ethan's out there, the more he's the more comfortable he's going to be, and and he's going to help us. So um, certainly, the bright spot of of that day was Justin Offshank. I mean, yeah. I think he threw three and a third innings. Can't, went right at their hitters, and I think he punched out four or walked none, and mm-hmm. just really stabilized the game. and And they weren't pinch hitting; I mean, they were keeping their guys in. So, I mean, he was facing the same lineup that we had kind of struggled with throughout the course of the game. So, and you see that sometimes. You see sometimes when when games are like that, you see a lot of pinch hitters and guys them going into their bench. But you know, he ran he he threw three and three thir- three and a third against you know their top their top hitters and. And ran through him with, with a really good fastball and a really good slider. Um, they really weren't sure what to do with him. Yeah, I mean he he did it. He he threw fantastic. And and on the coaching side of things, again, that's and, and those are the types of things you really look for. So um, Justin really, you know, in terms of you know elevated himself on the pitching staff with that performance. And he's such a hard worker. I could tell you if there's there's a group of pitchers that leaves the weight room last every day he's always in that group so it's not surprising again just you've heard me say it about a few other guys that and, and our whole pitching staff works hard but you know he's in that group of guys that if there's a, if, if you said who's in the group that leaves the weight room last Justin Offshanka is one of those guys so mm-hmm. as, as a coach it's always it always fires you up to see those guys get paid off and and you know he he really threw the ball well on Tuesday and that's only again that's just going to help him so obviously the score Really didn't go how we wanted it to, but I mean, again, when you when you play the game, those those types of days are going to happen. You just try to learn as much as you possibly can, right? Like for us, we we really concentrated on practice in practice the last two days on trying to be better at controlling the running game, um, and you know our pitchers have really throttled up 
just their their level of focus in their throwing sessions and their execution with two strikes, trying to put hitters away because we made some mistakes with two strikes. Um, you know, I think one or two of one or two of the home runs that they hit were with one with o two or one two. Um, you know, so it just it's just a fine line in this game. It's a fine line between punching a guy out and you know giving up an extra base hit. So I think that I think that Tuesdays you know really heightened kind of our level of focus as we've gone into the last two practices. And, you know, I would anticipate, you know, being that much better this weekend from it. I'm going to sound like a homer for saying this, but I am, so it's okay. But, um, I mean, the, the final score ends up being 15-6, to six, but that that game felt closer than that. Yeah, I mean, that, I, mean it, I mean, we – again, they they put up a five spot. We came right back and put a five spot up. And, again, and I, and I said it to the guys in the dugout, I was like, this is not surprising. This is not surprising. We've – We've seen 13 games in. We've seen our players; they it, it, they don't get phased by much. At least, I mean, I hadn't seen it, and they don't they don't let up. They keep fighting. They keep playing for each other. They keep having unselfish at bats. Um, you know, so that's that's this group so far. And you know, I would have been I would have been surprised Tuesday night if if they had let up and they didn't. And so, I mean, that's only gonna that's only gonna bode well for us moving forward. I felt like, and in, in, we're going to talk about some of the more offensive things when we get through the, our weekly awards. We end up talking a lot of pitching. Yeah, a lot with, of pitching. Yeah. With, with a pitching coach, imagine that. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's kind of what you get. I mean, yeah, you well. know. <laughs> but I mean, I one thing I wanted to point out, and we're going to go through some of these offensive performances here in a minute with the weekly awards. But um, sort of like a sort of like a, a, a basketball player needing to see the ball go through the hoop when when Todd Elwood drove in a couple runs with his bat on Tuesday. I said, you know what? That's what he needed right there. I mean, that's, we all take all those we can get, right? But I felt like for him, he's been working so hard. And I, you know, I feel like he's maybe uh, probably a little, a little frustrated with with where he's been as far as his bat. Mm-hmm. But when that ball found outfield grass and you know runs come in, I'm like, you know what? That right there, that could that could be the start of something. Yeah, I mean, signature Todd Elwood was the last at bat of the like of or his last at bat of the game. Um, I think the next last at bat of the game. I mean, it was about a gosh 11 12 pitch at bat and you know nothing easy it was 11 yeah i mean it was it was fighting it was grinding it was competing and i mean he wasn't letting up did the score was irrelevant i mean we talked about that like we don't want our guys looking at the scoreboard we want our guys to play a certain brand of baseball regardless of the score when they tell us that the game's over we'll stop playing win lose or draw and that's what elwood did in his last at bat, 11, 12 pitch at bat, finds a way to get on base, gets the line moving there. And again, because of the score, you know, it, it turned out to be irrelevant, but that at bat right there sent a message to our team that, you know, we we don't let up. And he's a leader on our team. He's a senior. He's a gold standard player. So again, it, 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 it did not surprise me that he continued to fight. And yeah, I mean, as frustrated as he may be. I mean, he has high high standards for himself. So right. he's. I mean, we're we are where we are. We you know we we don't we don't sweep the last two weekends without his level of play, both in the box, on the bases, in the field, in the dugout. I mean, again, if you're look if you're looking at batting average, then you know you're, you're focusing on the wrong things because mm-hmm. you know we are we are only in the position we're in right now with all of our goals still in front of us because of Todd Elwood and all these guys really. Yeah. 
it was just good to see him get that 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 result that was more characteristic from what what he's used to producing, and that was I think that hopefully that can be uh, the harbinger of good things to come here. Yeah, he's he's just heating up. We all we all know it. Uh, I'm I'm good with that, Coach. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good with that. All right, so uh, and let's just again we, we've had this explained to us, and, and Coach doesn't have to comment here, but. The bottom of the fifth, there's been a lot of questions about this, so we're just going to explain it. Sure. There's been a lot of questions about this. What happened? You guys are, are going to start – I'm going to start sending, well, no, you, guys, no, no, no. Gonna start sending you guys Conference USA No, no, no. We're, we're leaving Coach out of this, and we're not even <laughs> – we're, we're just, just, we're just, we're just talking about clarify. Unearned, unearned runs here. Yeah. We're unearned just runs. talking about – yeah. Uh, bottom of the fifth, so the, the Niners with, with Ethan on the mound, the, the, the third out was called at, at third base, right? The runner the runner on second yep. broke for third and was, and was thrown out there. Um, both teams left the field. Yep. And then after a, a period of time, yep, some period of time, uh, the umpires determined that the ball was was not actually in play. Right. Is that that's yeah? They had traded the they had, they had traded the ball out, and one of the um, the the plate umpire hadn't one of the umpires hadn't seen it. Our dugout actually saw it. You know, it, it was so it's one of those things that they 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 got the call right. Um. You know, it just kind of it, it is what it is. It's I produced mean, an unusual situation where we had to go back out. Ethan kind of he got to warm up again. Yeah, very very unusual. But again, it's there. You, you don't. I mean, what's the phrase? You see something new every day. You're at yeah. a baseball game, so yeah. it just it's part of it. Well, every we just week. put that we just put that out there because every week there's something new, right? Yeah, yeah, because you know when something like that happens, everybody's like, "What? What just what just happened?" You know, because we're all sitting at home, you know, or, or in, sometimes in the stands, whatever. Going, what just happened there? So. Yeah, that's not an easy situation for Ethan either. I mean, he, you know, he, mentally, you, you think you, you closed out the inning, yeah. it's over. Um, you know, you kind of get you get in the zone where you're you're back in the dugout and for a minute or two, and then you got to go back out and throw some warm up pitches and that sort of thing. That's not that's not easy to do. So, um, was it was it? But it was ten, ten five at eight, ten five at that. Yeah, it was point. ten five, and they. They scored three after the yeah. third out was recorded, but um, yeah, whatever. Some would call those unearned runs, but yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, all right. We've, so everyone, let's, we've let's clarified that there. It'll make us tougher. We've clarified. Right. We've clarified yeah. what happened there, and that's that's all there is to it. That's what we're here to do is to provide clarity and commentary. Yeah. And so there we go. All right. So um, cool. Three and one on the week. Eight and five overall. Yep. So that's uh, that's where we're at. Let's jump in and uh, and talk weekly awards. That's where we'll we'll get to talk more offense here as we talk weekly awards. So, uh, Kevin, won't you would you start walking us through that? Uh, you want to go with ours first? Yeah, you guys lead us okay. off. We'll, we'll lead us off. Um, well, I mean, if you insist. <laughs> well, Nick and I got it's together prestigious <clears throat> and voted uh, for our pitcher of the week and hitter of the week as we we normally do. And this week we decided that uh, our pitcher of the week would go to Bryce McGowan after his. Uh, Great uh, start on Friday. Let, let us off the, the weekend strong, and uh, and we decided that before we we were passed a note that his family's listening. So just want to point. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. We did. I had we had already decided that. And um, we went with uh, Craig Keichel as our hitter of the week. I nice. think he had eight RBIs on the weekend. So Hard yeah, to... I mean, did you, I mean, am I, are you guys going to go through all of them, or do you want me to tell you mine after you guys? No, I just I think what we need to do right here, real, real real quick, Kevin. Let's just do this. Let's just get this out in the open uh, with with Craig. Okay, it's it's it's, it's bothering me. And to, Coach, have you seen have you seen the movie Friday? Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. 
Chris, Chris Tucker and, and Ice Cube, Cube. Yep. and and we, we can't even say we can't even say Craig anymore <laughs> the right way because every time he comes to bat, you know, remember his dad was was in the room, you know, he's teaching, he's like, you know, why, you know, he's got the gun and he's like, come on, son, put up your dukes, you know, be a man, Craig, be a man, <laughs> and every time Keiko comes to the plate, we start going, be a man, Craig, come on, Craig, be a man, and we can't even stop it now. Yeah, well, but. Now, well, thanks for putting that in my head. So now, uh, our, well, our, our whole all, coaching staff will probably be every too. time he's he's walking to the plate. Be a man, Craig. All right, be a man, and we can't help it. And yeah. and you know, he's probably that movie probably came out. It definitely came out before he was born. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. I'd, did. I'd be curious. I'd I'd be a little surprised if he had seen it. Well, that, that's that's where uh, the Bob Felicia. That's uh, where Bye Felicia came, came from. from. That's right. So <laughs> any any kids, any uh, kids, any kids listening at home, Bye Felicia came from this movie. Uh, it's on TV a lot, but but we need to find out if if Keiko has any idea what we're talking about. Yep. Well, but, we'll find out soon enough. But be a man, Craig. Be a man. Yeah. So I feel better now. Thank you. I yeah. feel like I kind of got that off my chest. That's good. I got to walk Smokey down to his house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> producer Brad, it's playing Friday. <laughs> Are you going to get a suit? No. Going to walk down the damn street. I don't know. Easy, producer Brad. Here we go. Uh, this I mean, is live on Facebook, producer Brad. Oh, no, son. That's not the way it is. You kids today are nothing but punks. Sissified. So quick to pick up a gun. You're scared to take an ass whipping. This one makes you a man. Yeah. When I was growing up, this was all the protection we needed. You win some, you lose some. But you live. You live to fight another day. You think you're a man with that gun in your hand, don't you? <laughs> I'm a man without it. Put the gun down. <laughs> this is great. I can, I, I can hear our phones ringing now. We're getting sued. <laughs> Here's your part. Now you're a man. Now you're a man. Your uncle picked up a gun, too. He had to find out the hard way. 22 years old. <laughs> you got a choice. He's all you need. All right? <laughs> Be a man, Craig. I think he says that when the, the fight scene, when he's fighting yeah, Debo, fight and he's on the ground, and his mama's wanting to rush to him, and he says, no, 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 let him be a man. Let him be a man. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I've derailed us long enough. We, we already get told about how long this podcast is, so I'm sorry. I derailed that's, us. That's my fault. It, I, it, I, I like it. I like it. I want everybody to understand where we're going. Keep going, Kevin. I'm sorry. I derailed you. All right, well, my fault. those are our awards. Um, you want to go through the staff, coaching staff's awards? Um yeah, I mean, we Each week. well, we were on the same page with with our position player. Keiko was our position player of the week as well. I mean, just, I mean, guy, it felt like every time it felt like every time he was up with runners on base, they were getting knocked in. So he he had a lot of great at bats. You know, I mean, even like, I mean, the solo home run that I think it was with two outs. I mean, it just kind of, I mean, you you look up. I think we win that game ten to eight, and this somewhat meaningless solo home run that was hit earlier in the game that. You know, when we had a huge lead, all of a sudden that solo home run was like a big deal. So, you know, I mean, he just he, – he did a fantastic job. He played great defense for us and right, got behind the plate. He just did so many things well for us. Um, he's actually one of our best base runners too, if you really kind of lock in on that. 
So, I mean, he just did a fantastic job. So he was our position player of the week. And then our starting pitcher of the week, we kind of, you know, everybody gets a trophy. Uh, unfortunately, we gave it to all three of our starting pitchers from the last week. I knew again. you were going to do that. We did it again. I was ready for you this week after that I'm reliever wet. trick you played on us last week. Yep. I was ready for that. They, we, we did it again. I mean, they all three, they got us, all three, I think, got us at least six to seven innings. Andrew Roach would have gone back out for the seventh had he not sat for an hour. He sat. I mean, he did. Yeah, he sat yeah. there for like 50 minutes, and it was at 87 pitches. And just in the best interest of him um, moving forward and over the course of the year, we you know we're going to need him week 14 and 15 feeling good. So that's the kind of thing. If you let it, if you a pitcher sits there for 50 minutes and you send him back out and he throws another 12 to 15 pitches, that, that's just those are more stressful. That that he's going to feel that the next day a lot more. So we just. We weren't going to do that to him, so we went to the bullpen after, you know, I think after six, and he, he could have thrown he could have thrown seven, even eight for us, I think. But so we gave it to all three. I was hoping you so were going to like try to. I was ready for you. You were going to ask us, and I was going to be like all three. Yep, you uh, will. You would have guessed right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a guess. I was going to know. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to it's hard to pick one. I mean, we we struggled a lot last year with our with our awards, so. Well, uh, we, we, say, we, we struggle with a lot of things. We say to our guys, if you you know if if it's tough, then that's a good thing. That's so, right. That's right. That is a good thing. Yeah. All right. Um, so we got position player, starting pitcher of the week. Um, who's your leadership effort and attitude award for well, the week? Um, for us, that went to Juice. Um, I'll say Juice, aka Jake Whitcomb, because <laughs> his name is Juice, and he, um, you know it just happens to go by Jake Whitcomb sometimes on the, on the roster. Yeah, on the <laughs> roster. So. Uh, but I mean, if, if anybody knows Juice, they know what kind of a team player he is. I mean, it is—it's pretty incredible the amount of energy and passion for the game and this this team that he brings each and every day. And I mean, he he is kind of the the motor behind the engine, I guess, in the dugout and in pregame and. You know, just all throughout the course of the day, it, it just—I can't even describe how much, you know, he brings to the table. And again, just anytime we think, anytime that there's, you know, the other team throws a haymaker at us and we need to respond, like Juice is the guy that gets guys going. If we're if we've got a a good sized lead on Sunday and there starts to get a little bit of a lull of complacency mm -hmm. and and not that it it really was there, it's just more just kind of human nature. Like Juice doesn't let that happen. Um, so he just kind of keeps everybody rolling, and and I think he really he did that from start to finish for us this weekend. So that was big, and so just wanted to acknowledge him. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a he's a huge part of what we're doing. Is is there a is there is there a, a suitable story behind that juice nickname? That you know, we'd have to have him on one day. Um, yeah. I I don't even know if I know the the full story, so um, I would love to hear it. So yeah, just uh, but it's. Again, when I write out when I write out the the lineup on the dugout card, you know it's juice and red ink for because he's a right-handed hitter, but you know he he's he's juice, aka Jake Wickham. Maybe that's maybe that's what we got to do. We just we just got to get we got to we got to get that story. We okay. got to find out what what's up with that. We'll do that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, Wickham he scored the winning run on their walk off. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, what's I um I think. I think B-Rob was like – he was like shooting laser beams from the third base coach's <laughs> box. Like not that – not that, you know, for the McCabes who are listening, I, I, I've uh, – you know, your son your son is 
he is fast, um, but 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 Juice is just a tick faster. So when you get into that scenario, and it could come down to a play at the plate and the difference in one or two steps, you know, we did make the move right there, and um, and B Rob was hawking me from the third base dugout. And I don't, I don't, I think if I if I hadn't made that move, I think he would have, uh, you know, I don't know what he would have done. But uh, he, we did kind of strategically wait until the three two count. I don't know if you guys yeah, noticed that. I know that, it was during that bat. Yes. Yeah, that was. I mean, I'll just say that was a little bit of a freeze the kicker move right there. I mean, it was a big pitch uh, for their guy, and we had an opportunity to kind of, you know, to make a move right there. And so, again, I don't know if it did or didn't affect the outcome of the pitch in our favor, but he did walk the guy, and um, you, you never know. But it was a, it was a little bit of a free, freeze the kicker type of move, like a chess match, a little bit. Well, and I. Was that the same game? McCabe had uh, McCabe scored from third on a tag where Bo was being pretty aggressive and sent him in, and he made a heck of a play to slide in under the tag at home. Um, I remember. Yeah, I, mean, I don't remember which game that was, but um, yeah, we weren't we weren't pin, we weren't pinch running for McCabe because he's slow. We were pinch running just yeah. because because Juice is faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and something else I thought you may we're going to bring this up, but um, at least twice in that game on Sunday. McCabe wound up at second on errors mm -hmm. that were pure hustle plays. He could have given up, especially that infield. I mean, that pop fly that was barely on the grass, and the 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 guy just dropped it. Yeah, I mean that's that's David. I mean he 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 plays so hard and um, never takes a pitch off, whether it's hit to him or not, or whether he's in the box or he's in the dugout. He you know, and that's one of the reasons why he's. You know he's such a talented player. Um, he just plays the game the right way and, and gets gets rewarded right there for for hustling out of the box, like like all of our guys do, right? Yeah. I mean that's something. If you come watch our team play, that should be something that you know you guys everybody should see um, because you just nothing's guaranteed in college baseball. You never know. You never know what could happen. So um, you know that's that's the brand of baseball we want to play, and we we've. We've done it all fall and all preseason, and Dave, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Dave's done it his whole life. I mean, that's, he's just that type of player. Uh, real quick, the the McCabe's want us to know that Canada's in the house. Nice and good good segue there, and and also, and this just makes makes my my evening. Um, Laura Keichel. Awesome. Says, be a man, Craig, with a <laughs> laughing emoji, and is listening in Texas every week. That's so. Great. You know, she she's probably she's on she's more on our wavelength. She's seen it. She's you know yeah she knows what's up. Yeah, that's man, cool. Craig. So <laughs> at least we we've got some buy in from we got some buy in from mom <laughs> there. So that's cool. All right, uh, you want to keep let's keep down the list here. Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the week. It's up to y'all. Y'all go first. We, we only choose two awards, Coach. We That's only, it? You only, only got two? Oh, you tried that again. <laughs> I, the one I was ready for, you didn't give me that. Yeah, well, the uh, – this, this is what it's like doing a show with a chess player. Well, our our defensive player of the week was, was McCabe. And, you know, again, just you, you put him at short, you put him at first, you put him at third. Mm. I mean, you can do it in the first inning, the fifth inning, the ninth inning. He just – I mean – I think we made the switch in the middle of the inning, first and second, with nobody out. And we, you know, we bring in Tate Pennington to play short, um, and we move McCabe over to first. And I mean, dang, if with two outs and runners at second and third, if there's not a slow chopper to Tate, and he comes in cold off the bench and makes a sensational play to run in, and and I mean, it was it was a it was a heck of a play. But McCabe, you know, kind of stretches 
and holds the bag. Um, and the umpire made a great call, I think, you know, and, and seeing that he held the bag. And so, I mean, that changed that game. And so him holding the bag right there. So we gave our defensive player, um, to McCabe and, you know, he just, he's so versatile and in this day and age of roster limits. And, you know, I mean, even at the big league level, you know, you see guys who are playing multiple positions, it's just become more and more prevalent in the game. So the fact that he does that for us is extremely valuable. A lot of athleticism there. I mean, that's absolutely, that's and he works very that. hard. So it's it's a credit to him. Yeah, we had a lot of good defensive plays in the series. That came out of very crucial time. Um, I think there's video of that on the uh, in the highlights that they showed. So mm-hmm. yeah, go check that out. Um, uh, moving on to quality at bat um, award. Yeah, we mentioned him earlier. So you know, uh, Coach Robertson has a system to where you know all of our hitters are graded out and quality at bats that don't necessarily. Result, you know, stem from batting average, as we feel that's a bit of an overrated stat. Um, it just has to do with everything from a hitter that, um, you know, might have a plate appearance with seven pitches or more, or maybe has an exit velo of 90 plus or more and still get records an out, or moves a runner over with less than two outs, or just different types of ways for for the for a bat to help our team win that don't show up in the the batting average category necessary necessarily and. Um, you know, so the scoring process is, is developed by Coach Robinson, and um, Craig Keichel was our quality of bat leader at plus twenty one. But um, you know, un- Craig. unlike unlike uh, uh, a few weeks ago where we had Palali who just ran away with it, we actually had a bunch of guys that were really neck and neck. So Keichel was plus twenty one, McCabe was plus eighteen, and Carson Johnson was plus sixteen. So it was really close this week in terms of our winner, but um, but Keichel Keichel came away on top on that one. Like I said, it's good. It's good to have a lot of options out there. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's you know competition's a good thing. That's right. Uh, we didn't touch on the whip whip leader of the week, did we yet? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. This was a really close one, but chance chance um, with seven innings and and um, you know his his limited walks and and hits allowed. Um, I think hit, opponents hit one twenty five on him on the weekend. Um, he took he took that award for us this week and did a a heck of a job. All right. Um, I think we've touched on everything except for reliever of the week. Yep, that one went to Colby Bruce, and that was um, you know just for his um, his his stellar outing. And then he came in the in the eighth, I think there, and and had somewhat of a forgettable outing to start. Um, I you know I kind of blame the tweeners. I think we had like stirrup Sunday on Sunday, and he came he came in rocking some unusual socks. So I think he was kind of getting getting used to his stirrups in the eighth and then by the you know by the ninth he was used to him and he was back to his usual self yeah, he let uh, loose in, in the ninth yeah and so he i mean and that's hard to do and and i, I talked to our team about it I, I think a lot you know to have the ability to you know not have your best stuff or not have some success be frustrated etc and then just to really flush it in between innings and come back out and hit the reset button and strike out two of the three hitters you face to win the game by two he pitched runs angry yeah i mean it, i loved but, it but that's that's not easy to do and i think we, i think we can take it grant for granted at times with how easy colby make, can make it look at times um but it, it's not easy to do and it, it's so he was our he was our reliever of the week and as i mentioned you know he he worked so hard between outings to to prepare um and and you know if we had i mean he's 
he's the kind of guy we, we can give him the ball in the ninth we can give him ball in the seventh or the fifth he's just kind of always ready to go and that's extremely valuable out of our bullpen did you know uh colby bruce told us i guess his last year year before that he wanted to host the show mm. yeah the podcast he who was awesome. him who and chase he? chase gooding he and chase gooding were like after our jobs well next week let's get him in here <laughs> you know a, they call him the franchise. Apparently, I found that oh, yeah? out. I found that out. Yeah, recently. So franchise. we can get the franchise in here to to lead the show. Hey, anytime we, we'll 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 set up another mic here. <laughs> you know what? We'll just bring all this gear in here. You've got like a really awesome looking couch over there. You know, Kevin and I just chill over there on the couch and, next and to let, the cryo chamber next to the cryo chamber and and let um, just let Colby and you know, I mean, Chase does Chase still live in Charlotte? Is he still in the area? I, I believe mean, he does. We, yeah, we just, I believe he does. They said they were going to take over the show. We just give it to them. I mean, probably, <laughs> probably get better. I mean, right? It can only get better. Right? It can only get better. Well, well, I mean, we're better this year with Coach Woody, but I mean, we're still on here. So anyway, nice. yeah, you know, there's no doubt about that. Um, some of you touched on, and maybe I'm the only one that cares about this. I did not notice the green stirrup thing before last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Was that there the previous Sunday, or and I just missed it, or I, I noticed it on Sunday. No, I think it. I, I think it had something to do. I think uh, Coach Bicknell was on the road recruiting, and uh, in, in honor of Coach Bicknell not being in the dugout, mm-hmm. I, um, he usually wears stirrups, yeah. even, even to practice. So yeah. I think the uh, the squad group, our outfielders, they got everybody together, and and they. I think they 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 rocked the stirrups in honor of Coach Bick, who was not in the dugout with us. He was guys out, went with the with the short pants numbers. and nice. and the stirrups. I I love. By the way, I mean I'm a that that's. I was that, you know, growing up, Kevin. We we kind of came of age like just as long pants were becoming the thing. The big leaguers started wearing the long pants, and when I was playing like you know youth league, middle school, and stuff like that, I was still wearing the stirrups with the. And everybody's like, oh, I'm like, no, that's that's it. That's the thing. That's yeah. that's the way baseball players. Did you work. have the two for ones where the stirrup was built into the no, sock? No, no, I, I had, had the stirrup. Those things <laughs> popped out of the back of your shoes. <laughs> Uh, I, I well, wore, no, you know what I'm talking about. Though, yeah. The sock that's actually a, it's like a it's a stirrup, but it's a sock. Right? Yeah, the fake ones. The ones that's sewn on the side, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, those came a little bit later. Those were very helpful. No, I was I was wearing the the stirrups. I'm, I'm <laughs> and you know, let's face it. I've never been concerned with being cool. It didn't matter. <laughs> and all my friends were adopting the long pants, and I was like, no, nah, I'm wearing this. So I love that look. We were on Sunday. We were wearing all whites with the white cap and the white socks and the green mm-hmm. stirrups, and I was just – I was I was impressed. I liked it. Yeah, I had a, actually, there's a, there's been a good number of people that have actually kind of complimented that look. And, I, I mean, I'll mean, i I'll be honest. I, of all the coaches on staff, I'm probably the least, like, you guys like, – they, they just tell me what to wear, right? Like, I just – I'm but um, you know now that like I've seen the pictures obviously in the video and it, it did look good so that's definitely something we're gonna probably keep in the rotation. Who was it, Kevin? That had the uh, several te- teams have had it, but somebody had that we were we were talking about that had the um, they they were were fake. It wasn't real, but but their their jerseys were made to look like the flannel ones, the the material. Oh, it was Missouri. Missouri had the ones that looked like the gray flannel hmm. and and it was They were the Under Armour material. Yeah, it was just it was 
it was sweet. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Like, like, you ever been on the site Ebbets Field flannels? You know, yep. now, since we're giving plugs out. Uh, that, that's a... It looked like something that they would have, yep. but but it was a Missouri Tigers uniform. Interesting, and they were awesome looking. I'm sure Coach Simmons is all over it. He's our he's kind of our our gearhead, I guess you could call him. He's all over it. Oh yeah, I mean it was they were they were really good. But that white on white with the green stirrups, I I noticed it immediately. I was like, that's awesome. Hmm. Sweet. <laughs> that's keep awesome. In, we'll keep it in the rotation. Yeah, that's good. I think you should. And I mean, and we won. That's right. So you keep doing it, right? Yep. That's how it works. All right, so we got all that. We got all those those weekly awards, and and for for Kevin and I's weekly awards, uh, your your virtual certificates will be uh, not in the mail uh, right away. So we have to still keep sending those. You guys, well, you guys do this with the team, right? You share your awards. Yeah, we meet on Monday. We'll, we'll give give the awards, and then it'll get posted throughout the the stadium and the locker room. Just who the previous week award winners were. Yeah, we just issue virtual certificates, and Harris yet still waiting on his. That plays. Because, yeah, it is. It is. All right, so let's move on here. Let's let's move to uh, – and we still don't have music for this. But, ask Coach Woody. Oh, well, Something thank you, like Coach Brad. Yeah. Ask, ask Coach Woody. That's progress. Well, we found some awesome music. Kevin found some awesome music from uh, from Woody from Toy Story. Oh, wow. But if if you mess with the mouse – Yep. You will talk about losing losing your freedom and your money and heck, Mickey Mouse would be hosting this show next week. I mean, and, and Kevin and I would be in jail somewhere. Uh, so there's this this great Woody from Toy Story music that was fantastic, but we can't play that. So that, uh, you know, that I haven't heard it. Can't say I've heard it. We'll so. play it for you afterwards when <laughs> when all the microphones are, are are unplugged, put away in somewhere where they could never never pick it up and broadcast it over the internet. I've been told there's a snake in my boots a few times, but that's about the extent of my Toy Story <laughs> kind of references. <laughs> oh, no music, but we'll keep working on it. But it's time for this week's Ask Coach Woody segment. Uh, this week, we've got a question from Kyle Thompson. Kyle Thompson, shout out to Kyle, fellow Cabarrus County resident, fellow K-Town resident. So Kyle's big into data science, Coach. Nice. You two would, would sit and, and have long discussions about yeah. data. Kyle's interested in your philosophy on run generation uh, offensively. He also would like to hear your thoughts on the offensive trend that has resulted in a focus on home runs and the corresponding increase in strikeouts that have gone with it. Yeah, I mean, well, in terms of the strikeouts, yeah, I think you look, you just look at the average velocity each and every year has gone up, you know, at least half a mile an hour. So, I mean, way back when in 2009 when I was a – pitcher in single a uh, the average mile an hour for a right-handed pitcher was like 90.2 and now the average mile an hour for a major major leaguer at a right-handed major leaguer is like 93.8 so um you know with that increase it's become harder to hit um but also that higher velocity is going to increase some exit velocities it's kind of a physics thing so um oh that so it's you know, there, there's a little bit of a trade-off with in, in that regard. Um, but in terms of just our general philosophy, I mean, something that we really prioritize is, um, and again, it starts with it starts with Coach Robinson. I mean, Coach is all of our hitters have a very individualized program that you know our coaching staff, Coach Robinson, work really hard that like you know we don't cookie cut our hitters. You know, we really try to look at each hitter as an individual. Um, based on their based on their assessment, based on their you know their strengths and their weaknesses, 
based on, you know, what some of the blast data is showing based on, you know, kind of what they do well as a player and then try to kind of build their swing and their approach around that. But, you know, as a team philosophy, we really, we, we, we break up the plate into what we call like seven baseballs. So, you know, for us, a one baseball, a one would be like an inside pitch. That's off one baseball in off the plate. A two would be one baseball, like right on the black pitcher's pitch, inside fastball, um, you know, where the ball is pretty much a full on the plate. And then um, a two is a little bit more on the plate from there. And then a three is more middle of the plate. Four is middle, middle. A five baseball is one baseball away off of middle. Six is one ba- is, is like a baseball, a full baseball on the outer part of the plate. And a seven is one baseball right off of the plate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it goes from end out, right? And so whether you're lefty or righty, a one is in off the plate and a seven is off the plate. So something for us as, as a coaching staff that we preach on a daily basis to our hitters is, you know, whether it's based off of their strengths and where they do our hitters do the most damage, or whether it's off of the pitcher's tendency and where he likes to pitch, we'll have our we'll have our hitters really try to key in on like a three baseball window. So if a pitcher's really, you know, if he's kind of a guy that doesn't have a ton of command, we'll tell our, you know, less than two strikes, all of our hitters are looking to do damage on the three, four, five baseball, right? Like pitches out over the plate. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of they kind of try to gear their eyes towards looking at those that that portion of the plate. Again, this is like less than two strikes, and and then. But again, if a pitcher is just living away and he's living away and he's living away, you know, we might shift our eyesight to like a four, five, six. So that way, you know, they're they're kind of looking there. And then if a pitcher makes a really good pitch, you know, at a two ball, maybe the umpire balls it. And, you know, instead of us getting ourselves out, you know, when we're looking for a four, five, six and the pitcher throws us a, a really well located two, we just take it. Um, and again, sometimes it gets called a ball. Um, same thing with a one that sort of thing. Cause it's really hard to cover the whole plate and why I kind of describe that in terms of our staff's philosophy is because we really prioritize plate discipline and, and trying to swing at good pitches to hit. So, um, especially with less than two strikes. So, um, we, we really value walks, um, with all of our hitters, even our power guys. So, um, we just think that, you know, it, hitting is the toughest thing to do in sports. So, you know, relying on just hits every single day is going to be hard to do. And we would much rather hit with runners on base from free bases from pitchers. So um, that's kind of something we really prioritize. And I, and I think that we've, we've done a pretty good job um, as a program. I think we've, I think going into Tuesday, I think we had walked 70 times, which puts us on, on track. If, I mean, if we can walk over 300 times on the season, I'll be fired up. Um so again, we're getting ready to get in conference play and 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 getting ready to see probably, you know pitchers that 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 throw a ton of strikes and not that the ones we face don't, but um, you know as a, philosophically that's what when you talk about generating runs, it really starts with plate discipline and walking and getting good pitches to hit. So if we're doing those things well, then I think that the fan base is going to like what our offense is doing, and that's something that you know that starts with Coach Robinson and our whole coaching staff and things that we really prioritize. Um, but then again, you know, in terms of like focus on hitting home runs, I just think uh, there's been a lot more, pre- I think 10, 15 years ago, you heard a lot more hitting coaches preaching, kind of staying on top of the ball, get on top, um, fearing the strikeout, 
So that was more of like kind of like a slap and kind of put it in play. It's better to put the ball in play than swing and miss or strike out where, you know, less than two strikes, we're probably trying to do, you know, we're not swinging out of our shoes, but we're trying to do some damage. And um, if we're if we're swinging with less than two strikes, that means that there is, it should be a pitch that we can crush or do damage. And that's something that we talk about all the time. Like we don't want to have a defensive OO swing. We don't, we certainly don't want to have a defensive one or two O swing. Right. right? So, you know, if we're swinging in those counts, you know, we're, we should be swinging with authority. And when we do swing with authority, we want to try to be on plane, which is different than what was kind of taught maybe 10, 15 years ago, which was downhill, stay on top, those type of things. So, because when you, if you, if, if you swing on plane, basically what that means is if the pitch is, you know, being released by the pitcher and it's coming down at a slightly down angle, you want to swing on a slightly up angle. And that's just naturally going to create more loft and lift into the baseball. And when you're swinging with authority and you're trying to do damage, then that can result in some more home runs. But, you know, if you, if you're swinging more, slightly more uphill, then that could also produce some more swings and misses as well. So kind of a long-winded answer, but hopefully that gives a little bit clarification in terms of our staff's philosophy and approach on hitting and why that might may translate not only with us, but with most of college baseball and major league baseball into why kind of, you know, the strikeout numbers and home run numbers are both kind of climbing. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, the, the on plane uh, the mm-hmm. slight uppercut because you're you got more chance of contact if you're, in the same plane as the pitch. The longer the bat stays on the same plane as the ball, the better chance you have. Right? Yeah, and Even that's, I can. And that's, that. I mean, that's not a new. That's not yeah, like a new philosophy. I mean, that's that's Ted Williams' science yeah. of hitting right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he. There's there's old school footage of him talking about how he he believes that the perfect swing has a slight uppercut, and that's you know, I mean that's fifty years fifty years ago. You've mentioned a, a couple of times, even just tonight, about. Um, your your view on on batting average as a stat, and if you look at, you know, there, there's in Brian the there's a glossary in the back of of Brian Kenny's book that has all of these stats, mm-hmm. and and you can really get you know deep in that. Um, where where do you you're you're more interested in on base percentage, or what do you if if what would you what yeah would I mean you if propose? I could have, if I could have a say I mean when you if you clicked on our website and you looked at our hitters I would probably start there. Um, I would, um, you know, I would, I would, I mean, it's really, any way you can get on base is, is valuable. I mean, a walk, I remember going, growing up in Charlotte and going to Grand Slam batting cage, right? I don't know if you guys remember that place at all, but they always had a t-shirt like a walk is, if you say a walk's as good as a hit, you can't hit. And <laughs> I grew up thinking that. And so I had to like kind of reshift my mindset a little bit, kind of getting into. Where was that? Grand Slam? Yeah. Was it down on Independence but- or? I think it was Independence. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the place in Pineville that had the batting cages? Remember that? Um, Is well, that ringing on, on decks out there? And then no, it was like a, it was like an amusement type celebration station. Celebration station. <laughs> yes, they had batting cages. Well, they had batting cages and go karts and um, miniature golf. Is that yeah, right? Putt-putt, they had batting yeah. cages. Yeah. Uh, what, whatever. That, that's that's been gone a million years. But yeah, I mean, I haven't thought about that in a long time. So he started talking about batting cages. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, I would start with on base percentage, and then there, you know, there's there's. Some <laughs> you don't talk about batting cages anymore. <laughs> but there's, but there are some others, I guess. You know, and just, um, you know, I, one thing we kind of have to be careful of, I think, when you when you're looking at that stuff, it's it's. 
I think when you're evaluating prospects and like minor league minor league players and their value, whether it's trading or elevating or demoting, whatever it might be, I think that the stats can kind of become in more play. But when you're you're coaching college players, mm-hmm. I think if you're if you're too central folk if you're focused too much around the statistics, I think it, you get to a place of being a little too result oriented. So you know, I don't I don't I don't necessarily think that we need to dive too much into you know kind of what. We really value on that end. Yeah, right. like, kind of like your quality at quality at bat award. Yeah, yeah, it's more process oriented. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate Kyle uh, hooking us up with that question and, uh, yep. and writing in. Um, I guess it's time to transition into the Charlotte 49ers Grand Slam Club. Look at the oh, week yeah. ahead, Kevin. Before we get into the meat of the material, it's time for our read. Charlotte 49ers baseball team is proud to offer its fans a means of supporting the program directly through the Grand Slam Club. All contributions to the Grand Slam Club go directly back into the program as they continue their push towards a Conference USA Championship and the College World Series. Members receive exclusive gear, like the caps Kevin and I are wearing tonight, and access to special events. For more information, visit charlotte49ers.com or call 687-4950. All right. As always, big believers in the Grand Slam Club. Now, on to the matters at hand. We have a big, big home series coming up this weekend. As we got here today, uh, there were purple pirates all over the field here at the Hayes practicing and, and going through their uh, their their rituals. Um, the Niners have East Carolina here of the American Athletic Conference. We've got them for three games starting Friday tomorrow at 3 p.m., Saturday at 3 p.m., and then Sunday at noon. Um, the Pirates come in 9-3 and three and are presently ranked 22nd in the nation. So, Coach, big weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, this, is, this is one of those series that – you know, you just love as a coach, and it's one of the reasons why you coach college baseball, because it just it just goes to show you how good a baseball there is in the state of North Carolina. I mean, there's both of our both of our teams are are filled with North Carolina high school players or even junior college players that are on our rosters, and um, some drafted out of high school, some not. And you know, some of the guys, all these, a lot of these guys that weren't maybe weren't drafted out of high school, they're going to be drafted off of our clubs you know, as juniors and seniors. So um, I think this weekend's a great showcase of, of North Carolina baseball um, and and how good it is, how rich it is. I'm excited for our guys' opportunity against, you know, to, to compete against, you know, a really well-coached team and, and, and Coach Godwin and Coach Palumbo and Coach Dietrich. Those are those are some of some of the best coaches in the college game. And they, their teams are, you know, year in and year out playing a really strong brand of baseball. So um, I know that – I think it's you know all three games should be close to standing room only from what I'm told, and I know tickets are almost sold out. So um, it's just it should be an exciting atmosphere for our players, and it's one reason why you come play baseball at Charlotte is because you're in a hotbed of college baseball, and and you're going to play in series like this year in year out. So um, I know I know our guys are excited and they're ready to go. It's definitely going to be an awesome weekend. Um, just hope that uh, hope that everybody's gotten their tickets already because it sounds like tickets are going to be hard to come by on yeah. game day. Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah, and just just to clarify that the the game was the tomorrow's game, Friday's game was originally at six, but it's been moved to three. Correct. Yeah, yeah. it was it, tomorrow. Tomorrow night's game was at six. You know, just 
the wind chill right around start time is going to be around 38 degrees at six o'clock versus a 56 and sunny at three o'clock. Um, you know, and just, if you can, if you can play the play games this type of year and, and nice and nice, you, you don't want the weather to really dictate the outcome, whether it gives the pitcher or the hitters or, you know, an advantage or that sort of thing. So it's going to be a really nice afternoon. Um, you know, hopefully if, if I need to, if I need to call someone's employer and, and get them to get off work early, then I'm happy to do so. Uh, if, you know, whatever it may be. So we, we, we're, we're excited for, for, you know, our fan base to, to show up strong this weekend. And, uh, he's great, not talking brand. to pirate fans. He, you're, you're not calling anybody wearing purple's boss. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I, they I, have to stay at I work. I could call them and tell them to stay late. They have to stay at work. Yeah. Over time. I could do that <laughs> Yeah. on the flip side. Yeah. So if there's, if there's, if there are any, East Carolina fans that you know that you're, you're friends with that you want me to call call their work and tell them to stay stay a little bit later. I, I can do that as well. Well, I do have I do have pirate friends, <laughs> and I'm telling you what they're going to be out here this weekend. Yeah, it's gonna be in, a fun weekend. Numbers yep. so Niner Nation, uh, come on out if you don't already have your tickets. Get them get them while they're while they're still available. Um. So just walk through here. Um, looks like we're and no reason to change what's working. Um, McGowan, uh, Bryce will go. He's currently two and one, four ninety six ERA. Looks like he'll match up with Alec Burleson, who's yep. one and one with a three fifty seven ERA at the moment. Yep. And uh, yeah, and Alec, Alex, a, he's a Charlotte native, and he's he's been in that program for a few years now. Just a really pitchability lefty that can, you know, we know that we're going to have to be ready to hit because he's going to be tough. So, um, good, really good breaking ball. He can throw anytime pitches inside to lefties and righties. Well, so it's going to be a really good test for us tomorrow night. Saturday, it'll be a pretty cool matchup with chance and his one and zero record with a one eighty six ERA against Tyler Smith. Who's one and one with a two Oh three. So not, not a lot of, not a lot given up between those two. Yeah, so far. And you know, that's, that's, you know, hopefully that'll be, be the case to continue. I mean, I know chance has worked really hard this week. He had a really really good bullpen on Wednesday to be ready for this weekend. So, um, you know, he's been on that schedule for the last few weeks now. So I know he's excited for the opportunity to, to face a really good lineup. And then uh, Saturday, we need to point out as well, the, the tailgating scene, we're expecting to be pretty good out here on Saturday yep. um, on both sides. Um, I, I have it on, on good authority, which when I say on good authority, I mean, Angie Elwood. Um, hashtag squad mom, um, that uh, there is going to be a sizable tailgate right out here in front of the stadium uh, on, on the grass over here, like where the picnic tables are. And um, the, the parents and some other uh, supporters of the program are going to be tailgating out here right in front of the stadium. Um, and, uh, of course, hashtag squad mom wants everybody to know that they would love to have anybody that wants to stop by and come by and say hello. And um, that parents group, they tailgate pretty hard there. I've, I've been I've I've been out there with them a, a few times and um, I don't know that I've hung with them yet. But yeah, but they they yeah, they they go. They, they're good tailgaters. Yeah, no, we've we've got an, we've got an awesome group of parents and um, I've just I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed just my short time here, just getting to know everybody. And um, we had an awesome family day back in, I think, October, right during our our fall world series and had a chance to meet most of them. So that's, a, that's exciting to hear that they're all, you know, they're going to come in strong this weekend and uh, I'm excited to see them all here at the Hayes. 
Yeah, so check that out outside the stadium, and, and even if it's just on your way in, stop by over there and and find find those folks and say hello. Um, you you it won't be hard to find Angie. She'll be directing. She's she's the cruise director. She she runs the show over there. So yeah, stop great. by. She'd love to say hello to you. So stop by. Um, Sunday, uh, we've got uh, we'll send Andrew Roach out again. Two and one, uh, one thirteen ERA, which is <laughs> really good. Uh, the Pirates have Jake Kuchmaner, who is three and zero with. A, he, with the old Blutarski yep. ERA zero point zero. Yeah, similar. I mean, similar to we'll we'll still TBD on Sunday. Um, you know, if we're in a situation where we have a chance to win a game or win a series on Saturday, um, Andrew's going to be ready. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, we actually once we tie the game in the once the game was tied in the top of the ninth and we were going to the bottom of the ninth on Saturday, um, Boss was going to go back out there for the tenth. But if we got to the eleventh. Andrew was going to come in. So he actually, you know, we, we started getting him to kind of move his body around, had to get him off the pitching chart, tell him to put his spikes on because two inning, two innings, he was two innings away from, from being in that game. So, you know, that's, um, he'll likely start Sunday. Um, I would say, you know, 98%, but you know, we did get to a scenario last Saturday where, you know, if we got to the 11th, he could have been in there, but Josh Haney wasn't having it. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> he ran the fastest he ran the fastest 90 of his life and uh i think i think our coaching staff had him at like a three five down the line and beat the double play and got the celebration going that was awesome yeah it was that was awesome um i'm thinking uh but coach manor he's he's charlotte charlotte kid right too yeah i think uh, Union County. Mar- marvin ridge, marvin ridge. Yep. yeah <clears throat> yeah so lot lot as you said Lot of area kids on on both rosters, both teams. Honestly. Yeah, it's it's this is a this is a heavy, this is a heavy North Carolina filled you know weekend, and um, so there'll be a, the fan bases will be out strong, but there'll be a lot of friends and family members in here as well because there's there's so many North Carolina players in here. It's going to be a great showcase for the state. Yeah, just to, just to give just to give uh, our fans something to to pay attention to. Um, as you've listened to us talk about talk about uh, guys like Dominic Palali and and Craig Keichel and and what what they've done offensively for us. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, for Bryson Worrell, uh, junior outfielder with them. He's he's doing some damage for them, so his at bats will be key. Um, I think he's uh, slugging about eight fifty seven these days. Uh, Hit five home runs, drove in thirteen RBIs to this this point. So, yeah, he's, um, switch, he's a switch hitter too. Um, so. He's got power from both sides of the plate. Um, you know, he's even. I mean, he was an advanced hitter last year, and he's got <laughs> and he's gotten better. So he's gonna be he's gonna be a tough tough out all weekend. Yeah, we're not gonna go through them blow by blow, but keep fans keep an eye out for. That's he's 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 doing some damage these days. So we'll have to keep an eye on him yeah, throughout the player. weekend. You mentioned. Uh, a showcase for the state of North Carolina. We move on Tuesday. We traveled to NC State, and they're they're sitting at twelve and zero now. I think they're top ten team. Um, you guys will be ready for conference play to start uh, after this uh, rough stretch here. We got uh, between Coastal, ECU, um, nationally ranked, and then uh, NC State. Um, it's a good stretch of games to to get ready for conference play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that. I mean, I really wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, you want to you you want to. You, our guys come to Charlotte to to be in this, these environments and to play against the best. So I mean that's you're either going to win or you're going to learn you're going to learn you know more about yourself and and what you need to do to get better. Um, so um, you know we've already again coming off of 
you know, that, that series against St. John's and then, you know, going, like you said, going down to Myrtle beach and learning, learning about ourselves there. And then we get that good test, this, this good test here this weekend for three games. And then, get on the bus and head up to Raleigh to, to face a, a team that coming into this weekend's 12 and 0 and we'll see where they're at after this weekend. But, um, you know, just really had some impressive wins. Um, you know, again, you know, it's, it's going to, it's going to test us. And like I said, we're either going to come out on top or we're going to learn about ourselves and either way, either way, I look at it that we get better mm-hmm. and we, because that's how we don't look at the season. We look at the season as 155 day, you know, kind of, development process and so um you know one game you know one game this past tuesday that's not going to define our season tomorrow night's not going to define our season tuesday is not going to define our season you know so these are just these are all just you know tests along the way and opportunities for our guys to to showcase and and display what they can do and how hard they've worked and get after it and so it's like you said it'll prepare us for um for conference us play which is going to be you know really challenging but that's where that's where a lot of our goals lie in terms of big picture states taking their 12 and 0 record to charlottesville this weekend mm-hmm. play uva so yeah and uva is playing really well too that'll be that'll be a definite test kevin you you know anybody that's going to be at that game on tuesday you know? might be I, I actually may be at the game tuesday um, really tbd tbd nice. oh yeah we're coach Kev, kevin's dad is yeah, and, and, seen, a few, and a, seen a few games at the Doke. I have, I have. He yeah. is, and let me tell you, Earl Harward is is a baseball fan. That's cool, right? I mean, he's he's hardcore. It's yeah. awesome. He's a hardcore baseball fan. <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah, quite a week, and it'll be it'll be fun to talk about that next week when we sit back down and, and kind of hash it out. We'll we're gonna learn some things this week, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I mean, just awesome opportunities for our guys. I'm excited to see him play. All right. Well, hopefully everybody gets uh, gets out here to the haze. If you can't make all three, make one, make something. Get out here, support these guys um, as the the weekend series gets ready to get started. So it's it's fun stuff. Um, Kevin, you want to bring us up to date on our uh, our pro niners who are uh, down in <clears throat> spring training? Yeah, we'll just touch on it real quick. Um, Zach and TJ about every day they get uh, they pulled up to the big league club and and they're sharing the outfield again and then. Uh, Either in right or left, or left and right, they they uh they're getting some big league. It's time. literally about every day at this point. Yep. Um, Brett's still been getting in there too as well. Uh, he's um, had quite a few at bats in, in the big league club with the Red Sox. So, and I think all of our guys are down there now. I believe with uh, I think minor league camp started. Yeah. First um, of March. So, um, we'll just touch on that now. We got a lot more to come uh, in the coming weeks. And minor the, league camp is, is really hard to get information yeah. about. So we're, it, there's, there's not stuff we're not sharing with you guys. We is, in fact, if, if any of you guys are, are listening or, or know, you know, have updates about our, our guys down there, pass them on because my minor league, minor league spring training is kind of like a, can be like a, it's like a black hole. Yeah. The backfields got to love yeah. them. They, they go in and it's like, <laughs> we don't, we don't know what's going on. So if anybody's got any Intel on, on, Josh or or Reese or Harris, anybody. Send, we, DMs are open. We'll get we'll get Doc B to hack into the TrackMan data. Yeah, we need, from the backfields. We, we just need, need rosters. Some, we just need some rosters. Yeah, we we just need just need some info. So anybody that's got any, um, how about uh, just just because it's fun? Uh, we know one thing. We know one thing that Brett got into, and that would be Big Poppy selfie. 
right? Yeah. There did was, you see uh, this, Coach? Yes. I didn't. I did not see it. No. It was, uh, I think it was on Sunday during our game, I think, that uh, – That's why I missed it. They were <laughs> – <laughs> there was, uh, I think, MLB – You were tweeted, busy. <laughs> tweeted out – MLB tweeted out a, a video, a little video of Big Poppy. Uh, he was in the dug, Red Sox dugout taking a selfie and uh, – uh, Brett Nestor was standing right next to him. Leaning That's in, awesome. getting this up. So here's MLB tweeting out something about Poppy, and then we're going, oh, my gosh, look, at Brett Nestor. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> really cool. <laughs> yeah, so maybe – and did – we need to look. Did did he ever did, – did Poppy ever – did he put that anywhere? I, I don't know. We need to go look <clears throat> for it. I, I never did. We're, we're not good on the Instagram thing, so I don't know. The, the gram, <laughs> as the kids say. We, we need to go see if, if Poppy put that out there anywhere all right guys we're gonna start wrapping this thing up here um we appreciate all you guys tuning in yet another week uh we do want to take a moment to thank a couple friends of the program here uh we we have friends coach and and oh yeah the the list is growing um another shout out to the folks at beantown tavern in matthews uh if you're over in matthews stop by and see them at 130 matthews station street have a burger and a beer and talk some niners baseball so they'd love that. Tell them, tell them we said hi over there. And also a shout out to Better Built Structures of Kannapolis, K-Town in the house, providing barn sheds and trailers for a variety of purposes there at 920 North Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis. Give them a call at 980-354-8100 or check them out on Facebook. So we appreciate every one of you guys for tuning in this week for some Charlotte 49ers baseball talk. We love hearing from you. Feel free to reach out. You can find us on Twitter at Diamond9ERFans or on Facebook with the Diamond Niner Fans Facebook page. You can also email us at Diamond9ERSFans at gmail.com. But, frankly, we're just old-fashioned. It's kind of the way I like to wear stirrups, Coach. Yep. Just come talk to us in person. We're always at the haze. Just come up and say hello. We've had so much fun meeting people that we've we've really only met through doing this, through the, whether it be through social media or through the show. So we love talking to people. So say hello if you're in the neighborhood. Look for this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn, et cetera, et cetera. Make sure to click subscribe in order to get notified when we post new content. It's time for our final thoughts. Kevin, what you got for me? Well, we got a big weekend in Niner Nation. Um, we need our fans to show up in, in, in full in numbers and in, in, in volume. We need to be loud. Um, I know these guys feed off of it. Coaches mentioned it before. Um, we, need to, we, need, we need to bring it this weekend as fans. So um, uh, if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets now. And, uh, 704-687-4949. Or you can go online, um, get your tickets. Uh, Show up early, be there, be loud, go Niners. All right, Coach Woody, as always, final words, all yours. No, I mean, same thing, just um, couldn't be more excited for, for this you know this great test we have this weekend and a really good opponent in East Carolina. And I know the Niner Nation will come out strong, pack the haze, lots of green, be loud, tailgate a lot. We'll see you this weekend. All right, guys, we're out of here. Until next time, we will see you at the haze. Go Niners.